Hi, Tara. Hi, Alana. I am so excited to welcome our listeners to our weekly catch up on sports, reality TV, and pop culture. So everyone get ready for X's and O's and Bravo shows. And everything in between. Welcome to the Reality Playbook. It's been a little bit, so uh, I'm excited to kind of catch up and get back on the uh, our schedule. We're we're entering t- into like the playoff hunts. Uh, you know, all the scenarios get preached every single day of minute and hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be kind of in the playoff like zone until the Super Bowl in February. Well, I've and missed you, but I'm not very excited. <laughs> I I missed you. I I have the same feelings. But I try to get perspective on it. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This this is going to be my therapy. (laughs) Reality playbook. And this is a therapeutic session for all of us fans who are disappointed um, at the level of play lately. So let's just jump into into just talk. Let's talk about a little bit about the NFL. If there's a place you'd like to start. um, I guess we'll start. Well, we we know what we're going to say for last, but. Since those two teams are taking over, we'll we'll discuss later. Let's talk about the Eagles' sudden new nemesis, the San Francisco 49ers. They are a classless organization. Okay, right out the gate. Right out the gate. Should don't be putting your hands in Big Dom's face. That was not necessary. I'm about to go buy a Big Dom hoodie. You know, the Eagles. Yo. Are- them. Uh, Big Dom. Yeah. Money goes to uh the Eagles charity, the Eagles uh um it's um fight for autism i believe it is but um yeah so we haven't been on since the eagles two game losing streak maybe it's our <laughs> fault um you know but what? anyway i think so, <laughs> so we, we have to publish like every week okay. right the eagles uh beat down against the san francisco 49ers um i ironically so- though they they actually scored in around the same points that most of the other law uh wins that San Francisco had over like with other teams mm-hmm. they actually scored around that like <laughs> at least like Dallas they only scored three points but we at least got I think 19. I'm not so, saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing I'm just saying that at least it's a thing it's a thing you know it's not like um at, it's not 70 to 20. Yeah and I get <laughs> you know I totally get your your outburst against them. I do think there was a, a, we noticed a lot of dirty hits, plays, things, um, but they're a good, they're a really good team. And okay, that- so here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. You can be a very good team if you hold the, <laughs> if you hold the opponents and number 67 specifically, I don't know your name, but I saw you do it again this this week. They never get holding penalties and they hold they hold the linemen so much and it makes them look like, oh, we're like the best rushing. But it's because people people are holding. I literally saw like um who was it? Uh Carter. Like literally or like like, can I get off? Can you get off of me? So oh, I Jalen Carter. So it's just very I was like, I, cause I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just me or whatever, but I watched the Seahawks game and it was the same thing. Yeah. So, um, I'm not ready yet to give flowers because I don't think that, um, one, I don't, I don't even think they're a nemesis. Cause I don't, I don't understand what, what your beef is with us. I, I, let me know. Like I get that we, you know, rock or whatever, but like one game, we don't see you. Oh, I I agree on that. I'm like I've never I've never really and I didn't care hated the Niners or their fans. Like suddenly after the NFC Championship game was all of this hate, and I was like, but it's not even sorry that your quarterback got hurt. He didn't get hurt on a dirty play. No, um, he was sacked, wasn't he? I mean, I, I right. like didn't he come in kind of gimpy anyway? And they kind of were already talking about Christian McCaffrey having to be the backup quarterback. So I just was very, uh, so I guess going back to the Seahawks, because I don't want to take up too much time, but I watched that game. I thought it was interesting um, how I, I saw the whole thing, but I thought it was interesting that the Seahawks kind of kept their their foot on their neck. So even though it's 
I would say that with a backup quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. With a backup quarterback. Um, I would say that like, I think the majority of their points were scored in the first half. I think that 49ers, I guess they do a good, uh, they do good at adjusting, but the only, what I will say is you take Debo Samuels off that offensive weapons list. I'm going to promise you that they will probably lose that game. Oh, I, that's I, what happened. Yeah. Those, those three losses were because Debo wasn't there. That's and what, they, yeah. Yeah. So you can be spicy, Debo, but hopefully you'll you'll stay healthy. So I think San Francisco is a good team if they're safe to stay healthy. But if they don't, like, don't be mad at us. And I don't want to hear excuses because the Eagles team, they've had injuries. And in fact, a really dirty one by mm-hmm. Dallas last time that we played them against our Dallas. So like our, like the injury list is crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I feel like people are kind of forgetting some of that, but it also is just really frustrating to see. Yeah. Our offense, but anyway, I'm going to stop. All right. All right. So, okay. So I think what's interesting, um, let's just stay in the NFC. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm sitting down. I watched the Barry Sanders documentary. Bye-bye Barry. Yeah. Um, very good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. It's on Prime. I, I, um, you know, we're all hyped. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I go to watch the game, you know, and I was shocked, shocked that Detroit lost to the Bears. And, uh, and this is a, the, again, this is the team that they all were like, oh, they're going to beat the Eagles and Eagles aren't, you know, whatever. And they should be worried about them. And it's just, it just goes to show you any given Sunday, same thing yeah. with Miami. And even Sunday, it just is like kind of what happens on the field. So do you think it's any given Sunday or do you think these these are the Lions being the Lions? I think that we're too much in a culture of having to be perfect. I think that's the problem is perfection is expected all the time. And you're not going to win every game. It's hard to win every game. It's hard. Like, look, the Eagles have five freaking hard games back, like five. So it's like, I don't, I don't, like, I think sometimes we just have to give them leeway to say, yeah, like, you're not going to be perfect again. You know, this is still professional sports. So um, I think Detroit is fine. I just think they're progressing. They're just, they're just maturing. And I think this is part of their growth. I I don't think they're the Detroit of old. Let me say it like that. Do you think the the sports media world just kind of hyped them up? That oh, yeah. they were going to be something that they're not yet, maybe next year, but not, it wasn't going to be a Super Bowl team this season. Well, what happened, what had happened was <laughs> they were so on Dallas, but Dallas wasn't showing up in September and it's October. They were on, you know, us in the, in the Niners. And um, when the Niners started going on their losing streak, Brock Purdy went from Joe Montana to, oh, he's missed or what, inconsequential or it's something. Irrelevant. Whatever. Yeah, inconsequential. I give him that nickname. And so, no, I'm just joking. Um, but I think in October they were looking like, okay, there's like two teams, so like we got to find some something else because the other NFC teams look like they're having some issues. So I kind of think they used to Detroit because they were surprisingly like knocking it down for the storyline. Their coach is a storyline. Yeah, all of it. But yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I I I like Detroit. And, but I, I do think it's, it just is what it is. Like when you get on the field, I mean, Justin Fields was decided he was going to show up and he, he said, y'all not giving my job away. So what do you think of Justin Fields? Like, do you think he is their quarterback of the future or what? I don't know what's going on. But when we played Justin Fields last year, I was like, yo, this boy is bad. Like I was like, oh, good Lord. This guy is going to like. He was just phenomenal. And and I mean, he was doing it on like injury and then like his wide receiver went out and all this other stuff. So I'm curious what the Bears are going to do. I mean, it is good capital though. Like it's good trade capital because clearly there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of people who need quarterbacks, like backup quarterbacks that could actually try to continue, you know, the run. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but yeah, I, I think he's really good. I just don't know what happened this season. If it was just his weapons were injured um and he was fighting his own injury but yeah he like I was scared last year 
I didn't know if we were going to win that game. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we're going to switch into the AFC for a little bit. Uh, Broncos, quick, short and sweet. Congratulations on the baby, Russell. But man, Russell is Sierra, get a mama some credit. Get a oh, mama. I'm sorry. Because so I, I was thinking like I was my comment was going to be like the, the Russell in this office is just like and it's like it, I don't know what's going on here and the defense truly has been showing up to see like just the turnaround with the Broncos given where they started and right. all their drama so. they were a laughing stock at the beginning of the season I guess Sean Payton in particular yeah yeah and they were always is uh, Russell Wilson dried up like a has-been and all that stuff, but they seem to be fighting. So they did beat the Chargers. Justin Herbert seems to be having such a, a hard season. He's done um, for the season now. I don't know if you saw today. They announced he had to have surgery on his finger. Um, yeah, he left, yep, he left the game. Yeah. He, like, kind of came up and his finger was like, and then uh, they were like, he ain't coming back <laughs> in this game. So I don't know, man. The quarterbacks are having a tough season. I wonder if do you think uh Brandon Staley survives? Uh with the rest of the just kind of they'll, finish them out. Maybe they'll wait, they'll finish him out, but do you think he'll he'll be the Chargers coach next year? Um, I mean, how long has he been there? But about four or five <laughs> it feels like he's been there for a, a bit, but I don't wanna long enough to see a difference considering right. the quarterback you have. I I ha I'm not overly impressed. Let me say it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I don't watch them all the time either, so I can't really speak to. This is we thought. I guess we thought Justin Herbert was going to be in the same stratosphere as Joe Burrow, Josh right. Allen, and Patrick. Right. Yeah, and it's just it, and I mean, it's just not coming to fruition the way they I guess they wanted. But yeah, he probably has got like another year in him, but. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, just to wrap it up, um, the Ravens are number one now in the AFC. They beat the LA Rams in overtime. Um, it was a pretty good game. It was pretty close. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what's going on with the Ravens defense for letting up that many points. Uh, and I'm curious. I, I can't wait till the Ravens uh, – go against the 49ers because I think that's the only really tough, tough team at, that the 49ers are going to have to play. I uh, know. I, if my team was in the AFC, and I should have said when I was talking about Justin Herbert and that stratosphere of quarterbacks, you could not leave Lamar out, but uh, I wouldn't want to see the Ravens. You know, I know they might not seem to be consistent, but... But man, oh man, this is a serious, this is a serious group. And with OBJ on there, Odell, Odell Beckham, Junior, he's got the experience of being in the Super Bowl, and yeah. the way that man contorts his body, like to get that ball, you know, super impressive. And I think they just—I think the Ravens are enjoying kind of being yeah. under the radar because the lights are always shining in Kansas City and Buffalo. I think right. they're just keep chugging along, and then you look up and you're like, "Wait a minute, they're the number they're ten and three? <laughs> yeah, I th I think. Last night, Miami and Miami played the Titans and they lost 27 to 28. I did not see the rest of the game. I I, I watched up until about halftime. And all but the action happened in the fourth quarter. Obviously. Uh, clearly, I was like, oh, I got to go and, and everything happened, which I do have YouTube TV, so I could, in theory, watch it. But I mean, shout out to the Titans for their defense. They They were, they were, it was tough. Uh, they were not making it very easy for Tua. And Will Levis came through after a bunch of like bungled plays. Yeah. In that offense. Well, yeah. under and, and King. King there was some weird stuff going on. Like there was. Like, <laughs> they, they scored like, quick, quickly in the fourth quarter to pull that out. It was wild because like in my, like the the Miami, I guess the Titans forced, I think, a, I think what happened was they forced a fumble when Miami was on like the one or two yard line. And then, uh, so then the line, uh, the lines Titans come back in <laughs> and like, they go through like a couple of like, you know, um, you know, plays and then 
all of a sudden, you know, quarterback like throws it. He throws an interception like right into <laughs> Miami <laughs> defensive players like arms and he just walks it right in. And it was just like such like a comedy of errors almost. Um yeah, but then quarterbacks turned- didn't I don't think the quarterbacks had a great, great day. Uh so but they turned it around and and so yeah, so now the Ravens sit atop the AFC. So just last last team on the AFC is the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh Bills, you know, I watched that game. It was uh Charger, I'm sorry, the Chiefs lost 17 to 20 it, at home, which is not normal. Tay Tay was there with her throwback Chiefs sweatshirt. Um Travis actually had a couple of really good plays. Uh too. Yeah, he had an amazing play that didn't count. <laughs> that was the coolest play. And honestly, so so it's at the end of the game and the Chiefs basically either got to kick a field goal or they've got to, uh, to tie the game with the Bills or they score a touchdown. And because one of the players lined up in the neutral zone. Kadarius Tony, Florida zone. He, uh, while the, this play was really, really cool where uh, Patrick Mahomes throws the ball to Travis Kelsey and then Kelsey turns around and throws it to Darius Tony. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't think Pacheco was. It was a no, Pacheco. It was Darius Tony. He laterally he goes right into the end zone. It was such a cool play, uh, and so unfortunately, it came back. He was a little too excited about this play. <laughs> he was so far in the neutral zone that the refs said they couldn't even see the ball. No. So it's so unfortunate. It's like, it, like he was, you clearly, you're so excited because like you got to make sure you get down and you're in your position. But it, that was such a cool play. Like shout out to Andy. And, but wait, and- you're talking like, do you think that play was designed or did, was that Travis on the fly? No, I think it was a design play. Okay. Okay. Well. Andy, Andy keeps that ship tight. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Because, you know, often on the New Heights podcast, Jason Jesus, Travis, about Andy telling him, don't you ever throw the ball again. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that it was because it seemed like he was like he was right there ready for it. And I think if he wasn't if they didn't have that in mind, then he wouldn't have been ready for it. He would have bumped. He would have like messed up the pass. I think they tried to do basically like a uh, what is it called? What is it? Um, wildcat. So I think they were trying to do a wildcat. And that's basically how they. Like that's their like creative version of like a wildcat. Well, Kadarius, I thought it was so cool. I was like, yo, that is a dope. Well, I know Andy and uh and uh Patrick were were livid with the refs, but he obviously was offsides. Like there's there were no ifs and buts about it. And I know sometimes you can watch football and you'll see the receiver ask the ref, "Am I?" Am I on sides in the ref? But he didn't do it. So the refs don't have to help you out. Um, and it just was, it was really surprising to see Mahomes completely lose his, you know what, almost like an Eagles fan <laughs> on the side. He did. He looked like a Philadelphia Eagles fan. He, he threw lost. That, he, he lost. Josh was, Josh Allen was trying to console him. <laughs> he couldn't oh, no, handle it. He ended up apologizing. Okay. I think if you could hear on the mic, he was trying like, I think when he was talking to Josh, he was like, you know, that was all on the office, like not giving any credit to Buffalo or to Josh. And they they obviously won the game. So he apologized the next day for that outburst. Didn't really apologize for what he thinks of the refs, but. I don't think there's just a need to be honest. And Andy Reid spoke on it as well. But I mean, that play, I guess there was, you could be upset about other plays throughout the game, but that one, it was obvious that he was offside so they could have have called it before they got it yeah I agree I it sucks because that play was it was just such a cool play it was amazing I was like oh but then they they called it back Patrick Um, said they cheated Travis out of a highlight during his hall of fame (laughs) (laughs) no you know what the highlight's gonna be is when they all got in that circle and did like a ring around the (laughs) room like what is that that was the most random thing I've ever seen a group of men do. But now, like, so do you think, so now all the talk is, you know, how will the Chiefs handle if they possibly have to go on the road during the playoffs? 
yeah, we'll have to see if they're they're truly the Super Bowl champions that everybody and the MVP that everybody thinks, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is. And I, no disrespect, of course, no, no disrespect, but now you're really tested. Yeah. Right now, I, I like this competition. I do. I love that. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are finding something. They're they're figuring this out. There was a bit of drama about yeah. uh, Von Miller in an assault charge. And then we've got a reference to 9-11 in Plains. It was just such a weird week for Buffalo. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, let's move past it and just keep it moving. Because we know, you know, we know the coach is the coach. And I don't know why Von Miller's out there, but they said that they that basically his uh, pregnant girlfriend alleged that there was an assault that happened. He went, you know, to the police station, uh, but they're they're currently investigating it. So that's why they're letting him continue to play while they're investigating what happened there. Okay. So again, I thought that they that um <laughs> hopefully you know maybe he'll be in against Dallas uh, or maybe they'll decide the investigation's over and he they, Dallas won't have to see Von Miller either. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, it's a lot going on there. Uh. <laughs> So last but not least are the Giants of New York face the Packers of Green Bay. They actually won. They actually won 24 to 22. I know Eli was so hot. Like he was, I'm sure he was very happy about that on the Manning cast. Uh, They are so funny. I watched the Manning cast on Monday nights if they're on it because they are so funny and wild. I can't believe that now, though, because I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. The two games against Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants are going to matter for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I was looking at the like our last games. I mean, it's what it's the Seattle on Monday. It's the Giants, the Cardinals, the Giants. Yes. It like we just came off of five of tough 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 games but i wouldn't i still think everybody's talking about uh, like the gauntlet is over i think we got one more i think seattle is another tough game i don't i don't i i don't actually okay um and the only reason why i'm saying that is that and granted there was a different quarterback in last 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 game but i felt like he was playing better than gino was uh and i just felt like i could you could see seattle was like doing their thing and like you're like, oh shoot, look at them, they're winning. But then when I started seeing them play like of like tougher teams, it just seemed like there's like a disconnect from like the offensive side. So I would say maybe from like a defensive side, like we we should be concerned. But like like I like after I watched, it, I was like, I I don't think they're as bad as having to play you know our division rivals, 49ers, the Chiefs, the Bills. Like I don't. Uh, to me they they it's kind of tempering down let me say it that way I think it's tempering down I'm not going to deny it though they have to win like there, yeah. there's no there's no room for error uh, which is a perfect segue into <sighs> Dallas 33 the Philadelphia Eagles 13 now we fumbled what three times I and- watched the first quarter I had a very important test to take at 8 a.m. on Monday. So I said, you know what? I have to focus on this. I'm going to watch this game. You know, if I don't, I'm going to watch the game instead of focusing. So I turned it off. But I'm so happy I turned it off because I would have been very upset if I was not prepared. Yeah. (laughs) I watched some trash football. Now, just get it out of the way. You know, everyone was talking about Eagles were getting you know, getting gifts from refs in previous games. Definitely not in this none. Game. None in this game. That um, was a BS um, call on the on the pass interference. Pass interference. That yes. was a BS call. Phantom pass interference call. No hold holding calls that were would have been in favor of the Eagles were not called. But I regardless, the refs didn't fumble the ball. Okay. With three fumbles. And somebody could co- correct me because I can't remember. I But let's just assume Dallas scored on all of those. That's your game. Yeah. If, so if, it's, not, if it's, it's not the blowout that you see in the score when you give them. Right. One point. If the Eagles 
uh, turn the ball over two or more times and they're not able to and, and they're able they're not able to stop points off of those turnovers. That's the game, like you said. And that's what I've noticed about them. I'm curious. I I don't even want to talk about this game because <clears throat> it, it's it's a regular season too. Like I I need Dallas. Like I will give them a little bit more flowers if they actually win a game, like beyond just the first round of a playoff. So like, the, all that aside, what do you think is going on with the with the Eagles specifically? It seems like defense wise, it might just be injuries. It also could just be just not having like losing so many of the linebackers uh like they're all on like Chicago and Raiders like I'm seeing all our guys everywhere curious what you think is going on my so my biggest concern is especially at the San Francisco game Jalen had all the time in the world to get rid I mean the the offensive line they were doing all they could do to give him time um, now, there were times when there was nobody open downfield, which is an, another concern because I'm like, I thought A.J. Brown was Mr. Always Open. But also there were times when you, I saw somebody, but it, did Jalen not see him and why not? Um, of course, I can, I am not in my quarterback's head, but I don't know. It, it seems, it feels like there's a little uneasiness and I don't, under, I don't understand that. The other issue, it seems like every time he's handing off the ball, or not every time, but many times when he's handing off the ball to DeAndre Swift, I stop breathing because it doesn't look like they're comfortable. I'm like, does Jalen not trust that he has the ball? And inevitably there's a fumble, somebody runs into somebody's behind, or you know, they, they're holding, they're both holding on to the ball so long that whatever hole was there has now closed and we can't get positive yardage. So there's a lot of things that concern me on the offensive side. I don't know if it's all on the offensive coordinator. I was talking to someone who said that they found it interesting that, you know, the Eagles go out with like many teams with a certain number of scripted plays, but that, that those scripted plays are Sirianni. So then it seems like once you get all of those that don't work, you see a little more creativity. Is that Brian Johnson? So then is all of our anger misdirected? Um, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that, like you said, I'm more concerned about the offense than the defense right now. Defense, I mean, they do need to learn how to tackle. <laughs> they were they were doing a good job. And up in, but then again, I mean, if they've got to play the majority of the game, it it, it just tires them out. Mm-hmm. I think that there is something, one, I think that Jalen is more hurt than he lets on. Okay. I think there's something going on there. Uh, two, I think that the plays are so readable that it's challenging for him to find someone who's open. Um, and even when he does maybe see, if if he's seeing that person who does seem open, he might be concerned that uh, a de- like someone's going to jump the the route and get in front of them. And so I think there's a huge disconnect between the offensive coordinator and like let me say it this way. There's a disconnect in that locker room. I don't know where it's going, what's happening. I, but I do think that there's a, a huge concern to me about the play calling and the level of creativity. Um, because it just seems like the defense, like they know exactly what we're going to do and they're able to, to, to um, block it. You know, they're, they're able to play it. And I, I'm just like, Where's that creativity we saw last year? I mean, it's in Indiana, but um, (laughs) I'm curious now to your point, was it that uh, Nick trusted Shane a lot more to be like running that team? And, but now Nick has to kind of co-lead the offense, you know, so that he feels comfortable that the plays are the plays and all that stuff. So there's some, there, there is some, I think Jalen's more hurt than he actually lets on. And I think that there is something going on around just the play calling because it just doesn't make sense to me why they looked like some trash when like a couple games ago, they were out here just putting up the, the touchdowns. Like, I don't know what happened. But it's you know what saying? we're saying that, but how many games did we end that game with like, Whoo, they pulled that one out. Like, and so but they were scoring. They're not even scoring. This last two games, they're not scoring. 
at least you could say that Jalen put up three touchdowns at the end of the Bills game, right? Or whatever it was. But we're not even scoring. So I'm cu- I'm curious if there is just if this might just be new coordinator, like he's just learning and he's just needs some time, or if there is a legitimate concern about the creativity and thoughtfulness that goes like I don't see any creativity. Yeah. They used to do like a, a fly eagles fly play where they used to like what bring three li- three out. Three linemen out and like the running back would be like behind them. Yeah, when was the last time he aired it out? Like he tries, but and it's like he does get protection, but I'm also like, why aren't you moving more? But then it is like when you move, someone's coming to just smack you. So maybe that's also part of it is that he just doesn't want to be hit as much. And maybe he's just taking either the injury is more serious or he's he's concerned about getting injured. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's what happened to um, Carson Wentz when he came back. Yeah. He started playing scared. And, and I think it wasn't even the, it wasn't even the injury that he suffered against the Rams the year we won the Super Bowl. It was uh, Clowney's, what I still think was a dirty hit that knocked him out of the playoff game. Um, I think after that, he was like, what in the world? Like, I just have to. He he changed the way he played. Mm-hmm. He was just such a different quarterback after like coming back off that injury. Yeah, and when you he I just there's something off to me, and I can't I don't know I can't put my my finger on it, but I do, like I just some like like why like this just seems like a disconnect. Are you in a panic, or do you think they'll figure it out? Okay, I I hate to tell you this. But this feels like the Phillies. Oh. And I'm just. Can I say one thing? I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm like, if you guys win, great. If you don't, okay. See you next year. Since you brought up the Phillies. In order. I know we were all hyped to see Bryce Harper do the introduction for Sunday Night Football. But I also was like, ah, this didn't end well. (laughs) It didn't. So no more. (laughs) You can no longer do this. It was cute. And I appreciate that you're. It was like um, you're now on our team, but no. It was like so the Phillies for that game seven. I think they did. Bryce come out in a Sixers shirt. Everybody's like, no, like, that didn't end well. Like, like, it's all connected. No more Bryce. I love you when though. I appreciate you. Connected to the next in this city. You cannot do that. The only person I'll accept maybe that's a Philadelphia sports personality that is not like a football, it would be Allen Iverson. That's the only person I will accept to do something like that. But except I don't Allen's even want them to do that. Except Allen's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> exactly. Like, so no. You could have given the same script though. So. I I think that there is some fundamental issues going on. And I'm happy that we're not hearing it aired out, the dirty laundry. But uh, And I know people are like, oh, I'm mad because Jalen's not mad enough in a press release. I think he is going off in private. Just like Nick Sirianni, he's, the way he disciplines his kids, he gives them one look and they straighten up. He, to me, I, I'm terrified of Nick Sirianni. When you're all that, when you're that nice, and <laughs> I'm terrified of him. I agree with you. I don't want to know what's going on in the locker room. I'd just rather see the results on the field. So that'll be Monday night in Seattle. Yeah. And I think now that, um, and it, it also could just be that there's a lot of pressure he's putting on himself because of like all the negative kind of like all these negative stats and like negative press towards him because this man just signed like a crazy, crazy contract. But also so in the- it puts target on you. And the only way to one up the season before is to win the Super Bowl. And that, I and I think that's why when people are kind of like, well, why are you so upset, so, so upset about like what happened in the Super Bowl? It's like, because it is not easy for a Philadelphia team to ever get to a championship. We do not get like the LeBrons and the Michael Jordans and all that. Like that's not what we get. Yeah. And we don't get the coaches who are, you know, these legendary coaches that can actually like really, I mean, I'm not like, like I'm not knocking like our coaching, but 
you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's a big, big deal for us when we see a championship and, and we feel it. Cause we like, we feel like there's an identity. So it's hard, but I do think that Philly fans are going a little too far for me. Some of them like <laughs> with M Malata, he said that someone told him to stop singing, <laughs> stop singing Christmas songs. And learn and, and learn to block or something like that and practice blocking yeah. or something i was like dang my philly special christmas album arrived <laughs> i will be playing. i think that's going too far yeah but, you know but again anyway so next week um like the birds will be at seattle but dallas will be at buffalo and san fran will be at arizona come on josh out i think uh it seems like josh and them are finding their their stride so I would love to see that Bills defense do some work. Yeah. We'll, we'll never forget the when when Slay, um, when you know, when Dak tried to hurdle Slay and yeah. and yet he got turned over. That that's iconic. So and they're actually and they're friends because they're they, they went to they played on the same mm -hmm. they played at the same time. Yep. Or uh Mississippi State, sorry, Mississippi State. Yeah. All right, girl. So are you uh all right, we can, let's shift over to that. Okay, so there is some serious drama going on okay. in college football. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. <laughs> let's talk about this drama that's happening, okay? Because grown men in the, a the AG from Florida and governor of Florida, they are up in a angry, uh, I don't want to say tough, but they are pissy. All because Florida State who is undefeated, was not included in the top four rankings that would put them in one of two premier, like, bowls that leads to the championship game. So, like, the big, like, college football player is, like, for the top four teams, essentially. They go to, like, to the their bowls, and then whoever wins that goes to, and they're champions. And um, I was talking to my sister about it, actually, and she said that, um, she said, I don't know who she was quoting, but she's like, this wasn't like the way that this whole rankings thing was built was not built for a championship or a playoff. And that's honestly the fundamental issue. I think that's going on here. It wasn't built for it. Um, and just to go over it real quick, Michigan is uh, ranked number one. They are undefeated. Washington was ranked number two. They went undefeated. Texas. Um, hook them. They actually they won uh they're they were 12 and 1. They only lost one, and that was to OU. Uh Alabama, controversial. They they are number four. They lost one. Uh and they actually lost that one to Texas. Uh, <laughs> and in Florida, and it because for Alabama to be number four, you had to put Texas in there because Texas beat Alabama. Uh and then Florida State was number five. Georgia dropped all the way down to number six after they've been number one basically the entire time that they've been playing all because they lost to Alabama in the championship game. So just to kind of wrap it up, there's a lot, a lot of um, pissiness to go around. So it was ranked. I'm going to admit I'm a Florida Gator. So SEC kid, Florida state did get screwed. Couldn't happen to a bunch of nicer people. Go Gators. Um, <laughs> and, and you got to have an SEC person in it. So the evil empire that is the Alabama Crimson Tide. I do think that, yes, Florida State, the record is the record, right? They were conference right. champions. Yeah, they should have been in it from a football or athletic sports point of view. Mm -hmm. But realistically, this is a reality playbook. The college football playoffs is a TV show. Mm -hmm. Right. So nobody wanted to see Michigan play Florida State without their superstar quarterback. Right. I don't want to say nobody. Well, OK. Nobody outside of Tallahassee's fan base. I know you don't like Florida State, but right. I think that it would have I think people would have been OK with it because they were like, OK, I think there's a huge assumption that that could happen. You think as many people that would watch Michigan play Alabama would watch Michigan play Florida State without their quarterback. So basically, 
I think that if they actually had done what they were supposed to do, there would have been so much conversation going up into it that I think it would have drawn people maybe to watch. watch um, but to your point, no, of course, people are going to want to watch Alabama, Michigan State. I'm mean, sorry, Michigan. My bad. Uh, play, of course. Like we're not, the, the debate not is not necessarily about, um, you know, who we, who would you prefer to see? It's just the well, the way that, that things turned out. I actually have a hard time agreeing with Georgia being out of the top four. Mm -hmm. One damn game they lost and it was Alabama, but they dominated. <laughs> they've been, they've been dominating for like what the last two or three years. I thought it was too hard of a fall. And I think they gave Alabama way too much. Uh, but again, they won an sec team, you know, in the top four to be able to have these uh, to, to for the advertisers to pay. But what happened was, had Alabama, so there have been years when they've been one and two, right? Mm -hmm. And so then whoever loses still is kind of two. But the fact that Bama was ranked eight, that's what messed up Georgia. Mm -hmm. so the number one team lost to the number eight team, right? Fair. So it bumped up number eight because they beat right. number one, but it made number one fall. Whereas if Bama had been ranked two or three, I think, and then, oh my goodness, everybody, every anti-SEC person would have exploded because you'd have had Bama and Georgia in the college football playoffs. Yeah, I think it was, I don't, I don't think that it warranted, I think they were trying to put Alabama in the top four. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. just going to say it like that. Yeah. They were trying to put them in. The, the, the committee said that Florida State didn't get number four was because their star quarterback essentially is not available to play however Florida State still carried on and was able to win and especially like when with their backups um all right cool so last last but not least we'll talk just chat a little bit about it before we get into this whole Vanderpump trailer and housewives drama the in-season tournament that happens uh, it's the first time the NBA ever had like an in-season tournament they're they're trying to draw uh more people in earlier to yeah. the season given that it kind of is like a little bit slower at the beginning and then usually around christmas it really starts picking up uh largely because they're competing kind of like with um nfl yeah. being kind of in the middle of their season so uh it was the pacers versus the lakers and you could tell that lebron really wanted it because he, he he wants everything he wants something that michael jordan can't have <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he already has some stuff that Michael still has, but you're right. He's trying to, to to distinguish himself from from that goat. And I'm actually, I am, I know, I, I grew up in the 90s too, but LeBron is super damn impressive. Like this guy, I won't say it out loud because people get mad. Um, <laughs> but it's like, he's, he's serious. But anyway, so... <clears throat> But I think the big the big story um, was that, you know, their star, I guess, forward, um, Anthony Davis, he came out of like, where was he, Kentucky, I think. Yep. And everyone was excited about him. He's the guy with the unibrow that was like his brand. Everyone's like, oh, he's coming to the league. He's a big man. He's going to do his thing. And he hasn't quite lived up to the hype. Um, <laughs> and so... We sometimes see these flashes of who we think he's going to be. And then other times we don't. Uh, but this time he like he was actually making shots, um, you know, jump shots. He was in the lane. He was grabbing everything. And you could just tell like he was just super pumped. So I hope that we see a really good Lakers team, to be honest, in like, the rest like of the in April, March, April, because <laughs> it would be really cool to see you know, Anthony Davis be that competitive and consistent because I, because it was just like, whoa, this man, he scored like 40 points. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, I didn't watch the championship game, which is funny because I enjoyed the tournament. So I would get, I think it was Tuesdays and Fridays were the tournament games. And I'd watch the ugly courts and, and everything, but I don't know why once it got to be um, Indiana and the Lakers, I was like, oh, LeBron's going to win. <laughs> And so when I would check in, I was like, yep, exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> they were hyping up Ty um, Tyrese Halliburton, who deserves to get hyped up. But I was like, young man, no, no, <laughs> young man, um, not yet. <laughs> I'm a 90s Knicks fan. 
So I've had ingrained in me that I don't like the Pacers at all. Gotcha. I, I've never been able to actually like them. It, it's very weird. I, it's like, I can't even. I understand. Flashback it's so weird. It's just it like, I, like mentally, it's like Duke. I was looking at NBA programs. Duke is like in the top 20. I literally could just couldn't bring myself. Fan. Like I love LeBron. I love LeBron, honestly. But yeah. ever since LeBron has become a Laker, like I just can't get down. I I don't get down with the purple and gold. Okay. I'm a Sixers fan. Yeah. You know? It's so weird. Like they're just some mental blocks. Like I get down with Miami, but that's because I love Pat Pat Riley. Like I right. I I loved look, I was happy LeBron went to Miami. I could root for I rooted for him with my whole heart, but but there's just certain teams that have blocks that you can't root for. And the Pacers for me for is one of them because I, I am a 96 fan. So um, all right. I'm going to ask you one question okay? because we want to jump into the, the reality TV part of this. Uh, this is a little bit different. Who do you think would have a great storyline on a reality TV show? Like, like what, like what are the, of the storylines that we've had, you know, how, like, how do you think it would play out? So I'll, I'll start first so you can think about it. Okay. Um, I think a good, a really good, like, house husband or storyline is absolutely this Kelsey Taylor. But it's not necessarily because of Taylor as much as it's because he wants to retire soon. And the whole storyline about all of this and all the conflicting of, oh, I could be a business person or I could be an actor I could be a spokesperson I could do this and then he's still got to come to the to team practice and like all of this I feel like is a really great storyline for like a reality tv show I I buy it and he's also already been on a reality tv show uh with uh what was it catching Kelsey <laughs> I know he wants to burn Whatever I would it want is. To burn, I would burn the bird. I think they brought it back. I think it's on one of the streaming services now. Absolutely. But I'm sure that he would like to burn it. <laughs> and it's weird. So yeah, I totally get it. I wouldn't watch it, but I totally, I totally get it. Neither. Because <laughs> um, the confessionals though would be hilarious. Okay, let me think. So Jason would be cute because it's more fan. He'd be more of like a, a sitcom. But the cheetah, Tyreek Hill in Miami. <laughs> change of culture. I don't know if you saw the interview. He he had an interview with, I forget who he was talking to, but he was saying it wasn't just about the money when he left Kansas City, but it was almost, he said he felt like he was the side chick to Travis. Oh yeah, but he said it all in jest. He was laughing. Right, right. He talked about, he was like, um, Patrick used to invite Travis over to the house. He didn't invite me to the house. And he was like, and he said, you know, it felt like he was taking Travis out to these five-star restaurants and he was taking him out for like uh, fast food. He was like, I've never, he said, I've never been a side chick. He was like, <laughs> to your knowledge, boom. High school, <laughs> If you ever dated Lori, you might have been a side truth To all jokes. So the reality show would be interesting watching him leave the Chiefs where he felt some kind of way to go to Miami with this young, hip, kind of corny, but funny coach and this mild-mannered quarterback, but he's the star now. So that would be, and I'd watch that. And he got married, so that would be kind of like a fun part of his storyline too. Okay, great. That's a new one. So okay. I'm curious what other people have to say. Um, but is is there, do you want to say who you want to throw a drink at or do, are Nick we good? Bosa. Let Nick me tell Bosa you. For many reasons. But when he said that the uh, they now have, they've given Dallas the playbook on Jalen. Um, sir. You got sunned. Lane Johnson. <laughs> you got sunned by Lane Johnson. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah. <laughs> There's like other reasons that I don't get down with Nick Bosa, but for football, yeah, that it was that. And even, um, I mean, because he's had to face a couple of tough ones, you know, like uh, uh, Parsons, the the forever, the person who wants to be on the Eagles, but yeah. you know, he, I mean, like he's had to face some tough folks coming after Jalen, but like he was, he like he's son. <laughs> yeah. So I just found that interesting. Yeah, bless him. Uh, I think you know my my drink will will. It just, I go, it goes actually to Kyle Shanahan. I, I'm, people know I have 
my feelings about him, but I didn't really appreciate how he didn't hold his player accountable for what he did to Big Dom. Mm -hmm. And like his player literally got in people's face and touched his face, Big Dom's face. Yeah. So you think that that was appropriate? And you, so I didn't even listen to his full comments because I was like, so I was like, of course I'm pissy, but like hold your players accountable. Don't throw fire or gasoline on the fire. Yeah. But it's okay. Karma is a, where do you want to go first? Beverly Hills or the VPR trailer, Vanderpump Rules. They came out with their trailer. They're coming back January 31st. Let's do, uh, let's do Beverly Hills. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Can you explain to me something about this dinner? Why was Kyle surprised that Camille and Dan and uh, Denise were there? I thought she was hosting a dinner, but then she's like, oh my God, they're here. So I had to ask my friend, like, what happened? Did she not know who the guest list was? I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Kyle Richards, but I've never, she's always been the pot stirrer. And then she's so shocked and appalled and hurt when people start stuff with her. So it's just, it's just Kyle being Kyle and act literally acting for the camera. Okay. Where is, where, where did Cynthia Bailey like randomly <laughs> and, I, and they kept saying friend of Sutton okay we know who that lady is <laughs> we've seen her for like eight ten like, seasons okay underneath former housewife of Atlanta like come on now I, I honestly if they could get Cynthia on this just to balance this out because this new chick I don't know what is going on over here well she's they, they needed someone to have Kyle's back regardless of her foolishness. She looked, it was so obvious though. You know, well, why is that a problem that she wants to eat healthy? And da, 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 da. it was like, uh, I, I think everybody wanted to be like, just this is your first thing. Shut up. Like, don't do this to yourself. But for we those that did not watch, the episode starts off where where we left off the week before. Um, Kyle's Kyle's with TH is it THC? I don't smoke weed. I don't yeah, know. it's a TH for dinner party it's where like a THC cannabis oil or something like that. They were cooking, but uh, she and Sutton have had words as I think we're gonna just have to deal with this the whole season where each of them are accusing the other of withholding or some going through something. But um, and you know I do like Sutton, but yeah, Sutton's kind of flighty and inappropriate. But she at least tried to own it. And explained to Kyle that her ex-husband is moving to London. And there, at, at, at the time, there was a possibility that she and her son would have to move. And it kind of made her scatterbrained. And Sutton often says things without thinking because she then let out, you know, now I'll get more child support, but I'll still have to, you know, have my 100%. son. Yeah. I'll jump on that. But I understood. Yes, okay. I understand what you were saying too. You're getting more money, but yes, your life changes if you've become accustomed to having your son sharing your son with his father, and now you are you have him full time. I'm not even sure how old her son is. He's like in the teen, his teens, I yeah, think. But it still means that still your dynamics change. I completely understood what she was saying. Yeah, but Kyle tried to jump on, like, first of all, be you know, marginalize it or belittle her and. And just still not acknowledge that Kyle's a crappy friend. She really? is. She's really? never been Sutton's friend. That's why I'm so confused with Sutton. I'm like, ever since you've been on the show, she's not your friend. And so many of us said this to Sutton last season. And finally, she's understanding Kyle is not your friend. Yeah. And um, unless you're going to be, uh, you know, 10 toes for her. And when she is running her mess, she does not mess with people who challenge her. Yep. Um, that's why she didn't like Garcelle. By the way, I don't know why after that whole, their whole dinner discussion, Garcelle became part of that conversation of, I'm really hurt that they would ask me about my marriage. Uh, Garcelle too. I was like, why? Hi, Gar like she literally just said to her, this is what the question was, you know? But let me go back to Sutton's conversation because I totally agree with you. One, her husband, literally she said, her husband was like, I got to move to London permanently. You, are, you two are going with me. That's what he said out his mouth. And so how are you going to, you know, and then having to go through the whole court system and the divorce thing, I like that is not easy, you know? So I don't, and I think she still has some feelings for him or, ha you know, so I thought it was kind of like, I, I don't think Kyle's been a good friend to a lot of the people on the show. And 
her whole like, oh, you guys need to be more considerate because I just lost my friend. Well, LVP lost her brother to yeah. that death by suicide. So, but you guys ran your whole scheme on her and you kicked her out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Kyle. I'm not a Kyle fan. So then Crystal comes and kind of br and breaks it up to get everybody back to the dinner table. And in true reality and re reality fashion, Crystal brings it up at the dinner pit table where in the real world, you would not then air out that you just had to break up your two friends so that you could start the mess all over again. Meanwhile, Denise is three sheets to the wind off of, we don't know whether it's liquor <laughs> whatever, but she's not making sense. Everybody was like confronting Erica, who I will give props to, was like, "What is happening?" and did not lose her. I was like, and I'm... just like, "I'll say what you want me to say, so that I can, Sorry. So we can yeah. all enjoy the night." <laughs> she knows what she. I will say, I do think Dorit was trying to play her with with the whole. She Dorit comes up and she's they they actually had it like. She saw her initially, and then two hours later, she comes up to her and says, "Oh, I think that your your jacket is uh, upside, uh, down. upside down." And then that's when um, Denise was like, "Shut it down! Don't do this to me." If you were really my friend, you really would have taken me to the side and asked me that or whispered in my ear. But she did it in front of the cameras because she just wanted to play um, Denise. She wanted to kind of like say, "Oh, Denise is so messed up because that's what she did to Erica." Like. Erica, Dorit, and Kyle, they protect each other. They protect each other with the fierceness. And then here go Faye, Faye Resnick. <laughs> Camille still got her shook. She said, get me away from Camille. I don't want to be anywhere near, near Camille. But Faye constantly got to chime in. And I'm like, Faye, if you want to be part of the Housewives and have your comments, then, then sign a contract. Otherwise, shut up. Because your friend Kyle is a whole mess. <laughs> Okay, so can I talk about Megan Waite? I'm sorry, Morgan Waite. Morgan Waite, go ahead. Um, so there's like this whole like... Morgan is allegedly involved with Kyle. So oh. when I initially... So Morgan Waite's this like country singer. She's 29. Mm -hmm. I think Kyle... I think she's like 54 or 57. Like she's in her 50s. Uh, and her kids are all around like in their 20s and, and 30s. And so... Uh, but what Kyle struck up a friendship with her. Apparently... Morgan was dating another, was dating a woman uh, and they broke up around the time that Kyle and her started actually hanging out, Morgan. Mm -hmm. And I I totally understand where Kyle's coming from. And she's like, look, I want different things. I don't want to do this. I've been everybody's everything. I want to do me now. I totally agree with you, but don't act like people are coming for you when they're concerned that you're like super changed yeah. and it doesn't look healthy. It did not look healthy. And that's what they were really commenting on. They weren't trying to be, you know, mean about it. Yeah. And that's my problem with Kyle in general. <laughs> like, she's like such a, give me attention, give me attention. No, 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 don't give me attention. <laughs> like, she's it's like, she's just- I don't want that attention. kind of attention. Yeah. All so, right. We will see. I don't want to call anybody out. I, I do think that their relationship looks like a sponsor, sponsee type of relationship where- they might she might Kyle might rely on Morgan a little bit more to keep her like kind of continuing to like work out and not drink and stuff like that because clearly Kyle's going through you know like grieving uh but there's been a lot of talk so it'll be very interesting uh all right and then I think that I think that was it, right? Yeah. I, I just don't like that they put Garcelle in with Sutton like that to say like, oh, they came after me. Like nobody came after you. Well, D Dorit and Kyle, I mean, they know that, especially last year, Garcelle came off much better than them, right? And I think they know that Garcelle has a strong fan base and they probably don't like it. You know, like this was the first time I even heard people kind of talk against Garcelle. Some people weren't happy that she kind of shaded Dorit in her confessional about only know when she was like, I don't know why Sutton noticed that Kyle doesn't wear her ring. The only jewelry I noticed was that Dorit still had hers after the 
the home invasion. And I it wasn't shady. Her. I was and it was shady, her. but I'm like, this the whole everybody's shady on these Everybody shows. is shady. But that was the first time I heard some people like Garcelle shouldn't have done that. And I don't know whether or not it's just because we've held Garcelle up to be kind of the moral compass of the show. But I think Dor uh Garcelle's over Dory. Dory yeah. getting on her nerves since she got on the show. So I I get it. And I think that she's tried to kind of toe the line. And because, but but she's been doing that since the beginning, because that's what Dorit was mad about, was that she would say things in the confessional, but wouldn't say it to their face or whatever. But Dorit does the same exact thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I just think that, like, let, like, she can be shady if she want to be shady. If you don't like it, whatever. But don't tell her, don't regulate what she can and can't say, especially if you're not, if you're going to not do that to Dorit, who starts every episode off being shady. <laughs> she was even shady about Kyle and Mauricio yeah. and yep. her husband, PK. Yep. So uh, I will say that Julia Roberts was on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked about that. Did you see her clip? Yes. You know, she was like, it's kind of creepy for her to watch someone try to play out Pretty Woman. Because for those who may not have seen it, Pretty Woman's about essentially a, a, a sex worker uh, posing as a, a, a girlfriend to a rich investment banker and eventually... The rich investment bankers friends find out that she is a sex worker and they fall in love in the end um <laughs> so it was just such a weird like weird concept but even julie roberts was like please no no thank you <laughs> <laughs> um okay cool i think that was that was about it looking yep. forward to seeing what happens tomorrow uh with with them okay you want to wrap it up with a bang? Okay. Vanderpump. Go ahead. Vanderpump rules. The trailer came out. It's coming out January 31st. The trailer shows uh, what basically is happening to the friend group after all of what happened with Scandaval um, and like <laughs> and the global nature of, you know, this whole Raquel and all that. So I'm, I'm, I didn't know what this season was going to look like, to be honest with you. And mm -hmm. I was disappointed to hear that everybody was like, oh, yeah, he, you know, Tom's great. But it looks like it's a little bit more nuanced than that, that they're trying to figure out how to they're trying to kind of like put in perspective what happened versus, you know, kind of treat it differently than other instances of cheating. Um, but I didn't I didn't love the comment that Lala made about like Ariana you know, getting cheated on and now she's God. I, I was like, man, we need to see that whole scene. Yeah. Because I am, whatever the Ariana army is, that's, I'm part of that. She does not hurt nobody. Well, Ariana did say, um, I believe she was on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked her, you know, she's talking about now she's going to be uh, in Chicago, all these things that have happened. And Andy said, you know, should we thank Tom? And she was like, absolutely not. She said, but I think I should thank the universe. So I think mm -hmm. she didn't even realize that there's been some benefits to this whole thing. So I think, I do think we need to see the whole scene, but I don't think this is something that Ariana would be like, I don't think she'd pull a Kyle Richards and be like, well, how could you say that? I don't even know what you mean. I think Ariana knows what, you know, yes, she, her heart was broken, life changed. But it was. But there were, there were things that came out yeah. of positive. I think out of it there was absolutely a lot of positive that came out of it but i do think that the because they were very open the level of embarrassment the level of betrayal and all of that and now you guys play it out over in front of everybody and then the way that, that she found out i think a lot of people are just like aria don't hurt nobody she just shows up she's sweet she's nice you know uh but like what they were doing and talking about her, like when Tom would talk about her early when all this was going on, talking about she doesn't open up, she's got this, she's all depressed. And that's why it like, it, it was fueling this, like, we don't, we really don't like you guys. Because, <laughs> you know, and then with the interview that Raquel or Rachel did with Bethany did not help Rachel. She's now got a podcast out. I haven't listened to it. I don't plan to listen to it. But until you tell me the truth that you guys started in 2019, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you. You guys started earlier than what you guys are saying. And you need to just own that you messed up. Like, and stop like being like, oh, everyone's like, no, you messed up. And just let it be. 
you know, everyone will come off their high horses. Anyway. Yeah. Well, January 31st will be here before you know it. I don't want that to happen. I need to enjoy this. Little... Okay. <laughs> well, that wraps up our weekly catch up with one another and you. Please tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the weekly catch up conversation each week. Alana, have a great week. Same to you. I'll talk to you this time next next week. Go birds. Go, Go birds. Seven. Since we're back on, I know it's going to be fine since we're back I on. I have forgotten about you, Jojo. And guys, thank you for uh, blowing out the wizards. And It was 75 to 40 something. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe we just should ignore the eagles and they'll do a better job. But, but. All right. All right have guys. a good one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>